welcome to Love with Elise Peck. I'm your host, Elise Peck, life coach, speaker, best-selling author, and former lawyer. For over thousands of hours now, I've coached people one-on-one to get the love and the life that they want. And during that time, I've discovered that results leave clues and that there are certain thought patterns, insights, and common ingredients in the stories of people who are getting the love that they want which is why I'm really excited to be bringing you a diverse range of incredible love stories from people who are currently living the result of having the deep love and the satisfying connection in their lives that they want. So get ready to enter into the love bubble with us as we dive into a diverse range of stories all about how to get the love that you want. Hello everyone, I'm your host Elise Peck and today we're speaking with Sue Voigt and we're going to be exploring how she came to have such a beautiful loving partnership in her life. I invited Sue onto the show today after seeing a post that she shared on Facebook and in that post she shared some really heartfelt words about her relationship and how love happened for her when she was not looking for it and when she least expected Before we dive into Sue's love story and hear how she came to be so in love, here's a bit about Sue. So Sue Voigt is a certified master NLP coach and a hypnotherapist, executive assistant, mum of one daughter and granny to three beautiful now adult grandchildren who all live in Perth in Western Australia, here in Australia. So Sue came to Sydney, Australia when she was 21 with her ex and her two-year-old daughter. It's been a wild ride for Sue, and she's had many challenges over the years, which have made her very resilient, and she uses her story to inspire and empower others. She's learned many lessons along the way, and one of her biggest lessons is creating boundaries for self-love and self-care, and to never lose yourself in a relationship. She's worked in the coaching industry and now helps coaches to jumpstart a coaching business using organic lead generation strategies. She met her partner, Rob, in 2015. And that's when her coaching journey started too. She's passionate about helping coaches take imperfect action, ditching the overwhelm and feeling the fear and doing it anyway. She's seen many coaches give up because they get in their head and when you get in your head, you're dead. After being divorced twice, she's had to do a lot of inner work and now her purpose is clear and her relationship with Rob is different to her past relationships. So there's just so much juice in there and I'm very excited to welcome onto the podcast Sue. So welcome Sue. Thank you. Thank you for having me Elise. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on and and for also feeling I I guess being outside your comfort zone uh, on a regular basis and sharing posts on Facebook that we can interact with and even come across your love story. Uh, I'm just, yeah, I'm really excited to dive in. There's, there's a lot to unpack in your intro that um, I think we can learn a lot from. But I would love to actually start uh, back to right before you met Rob. And I'd love to know what, what, was, what were you like right before? Like, where was your mindset at? I mean, you said it was when you least expected it, you weren't looking for love. So what was life like for you right before you met, you met Rob? Yeah, it's a great question, actually, because for the first time in my life, I was single. Um, I married quite young. I was only 17 when I married my first husband, and we'd been together since I was sort of 15. So um, I hadn't had 
what you would call a single life. I'd always been with someone. And so I had dated a few people. I'd used um, the dating apps as we do nowadays. And uh, I was a little bit tired of being interviewed every time I went out for, um, you know, a session for a coffee. And I just decided, you know, I was just going to have a little bit of space for myself and just enjoy my life for a little while. Um, I was really enjoying just being on my own, to be honest with you. Wow. So there was no uh, thoughts around, I want to find someone or I'm looking. It was just, I'm enjoying being single. Is that, am I hearing that right? That's correct. Yes. I had decided I wasn't looking for another partner at the moment and I would just give some time to, um, yeah, just to myself really. And, uh, and to stop, I guess, you know, um, I'm going to use the word chase mm. because it just came up into my mind. Um, but I felt like I was chasing to find someone and I just decided this isn't working and so I'll just give myself some space have some time off and I won't be looking for anyone I'll just see what happens and and was that easy for you to slip into that mindset did you just feel ready or was there, was there a bit of yearning and and longing but you had to sort of keep pulling your back to yourself back to you know I've chosen to be single um it's a great question I have to think back of how I actually felt at that time um I actually felt quite free. I was I was feeling really free with myself mm. and learning quite a lot about being on my own. And and I was really just enjoying myself. I, I was going out, having dinners with, with friends. Um, there was no pressure on me. I had no pressure at all. It was just me, me and all about me. <laughs> Beautiful. And, and were you contemplating that there might be another relationship in your future or did you think that it was done? Did, I did um, think that, you know, something would happen for me. It was just, for me, it was about having a break and then just um, not really going out there and seeking a relationship with someone. Um, I had no idea what was going to happen, but I just knew that I needed to have a break. I just needed, I needed to be just myself and just be with myself um, because I hadn't had that opportunity for quite some time. And, um, and so it was really about just, just having some space. Mm. Beautiful. Thanks. I've unpacked. I've gone a little bit deep on that. You, you probably feel like. <laughs> no, it's good. Probably single, but it's, I feel that success leaves clues. And what I find interesting is a lot of people that find love uh, say these very words that you're saying, you know, I, I was happily single. I actually was not looking. And so I think diving into and understanding how you got there uh, is really powerful for anyone that, that isn't there right now uh, to, to just listen to a, a different story and so that's why I was diving in there a little bit. Yeah, so, and I say that happens in business as well when you let go and you and you stop chasing. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I, I'm using that word again. <laughs> um, then things happen. Things do flow for you. Mm, do you? So I call that energy surrender. Do you have a word for that? Letting go? Is that what you call? Yeah, letting go. Letting go and just being in the flow. For me, I was in the flow. I was just... just doing what I wanted to do for me and just being in the flow. Mm. And so I'm curious, in your bio, it says that you became a coach at the same time. Uh, what was the timing of that? Did you find coaching before you met Rob? Were you, had you just started on that path? Or uh, did you meet Rob and then start the coaching? Yeah, I met Rob and um, he introduced me to NLP. Ah, oh, okay. And so it, I know it's a cliche, but it absolutely changed my life it seriously changed my life in a massive and dra- dramatic way 
And it wasn't until I did my NLP master's that it really, really, um, it really sunk in. Um, but he introduced me to it. He, he had a friend who was an NLP trainer and he was going to do the NLP training himself. And he said, would you like to join me? I was thrilled at that because um, I just, I, I was just excited the fact that somebody cared enough about me to actually show me a way um, of having personal development in my life, which is not something like I, I had no idea what NLP was. So it was a complete introduction. And, um, and yeah, and that's really helped me a lot, a lot. Mm, oh, that's so incredible. That's beautiful. So he was taking you on sort of a journey of, of growing you. Um, yeah well-being with you that's beautiful so I'd love to now to hear about um on the first day you met him right and mm -hmm. you crossed paths uh, what was your first impression what, what were your thoughts at that time <laughs> it's uh it's 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 a weird thing we laugh about it all the time both of us but um I was actually out um looking for a laptop and he was, he walked up to me in the shop that, that I was in. And I remember when he walked up to me thinking, whoa, this man looks pretty sexy. <laughs> like <laughs> he just looked. Did you have that thought regularly or was that, uh, was that a strange thought for you to be having? No, um, no, it was like I had flutters. It's like I had flutters in my heart. It was just really bizarre. And I can, I still can't explain it today, but there was definitely um, a chemistry, a connection between us. And I remember standing there. He's actually quite a lot younger than me, to be honest with you. And um, I remember standing there thinking, and because we had a conversation, and throughout the conversation, I was finding out more and more about him. Um, he was asking me more and more about me for the purpose of obviously finding out what kind of a laptop that he would be able to give to me um, for, fit for, for purpose. And, uh, but he was actually sharing stories about his personal life, and um, he had young boys. And I remember standing there thinking to myself, I don't know why I'm thinking this way. I don't know why we've got chemistry and I'm not interested in you, but I don't know there's something drawing me to you that I just can't explain. And the reason why I was feeling I'm not really interested is because he had two young children. I've actually been a mum. I'm a grandmother. I was a grandmother at the time I met him and I'd already been a um, stepmother to a child as well in my second marriage. And there was no way I was interested in like, you know, people with young children or even people that had, um, you know, children that they had to take care of, whether they were young or whether they were teenagers, it didn't really matter to me. That just was something that wasn't on my tick box. <laughs> oh my gosh. So if, if I've heard this wrong, please correct me. But my head is creating a framework where I feel like there is an inner pull from like almost your body or soul, but then your head is doing all sorts of gymnastics. Like, no, 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 no. But then there's some undeniable energy. Is that? That's absolutely spot on. Definitely. That's exactly what was happening. And that happened to me quite a number of times um, in the beginning of our relationship. You just felt that that feeling. Yeah, I just felt that feeling. And this this man is such a beautiful soul. I was just drawn to his soul. Mm. And and have you asked him what his first impression, what he was thinking when he first met you? Do you know what was going through his mind? Um, he's probably shared those things with me. I can't remember, but I remember him. I remember him using the word um milf at the time <laughs> he, he noticed the chemistry right away too yes he absolutely did and uh he actually because he did actually sell me a laptop by the way um <laughs> did buy one from him and he offered me some after hour service 
okay. we just had connected. Um, but it was it was a serious after hours service because we were we had some things in common. Um, and so I remember having that conversation with him, and he said, "You know, I thought you were a milf when you brought, when you walked into the into the room, and you really sparked my attention." And, and he wasn't looking for a relationship either at the time. He'd only split up from his partner um, in the last sort of eighteen months or so, and he really was not interested either. Um, and so the same thing happened to him. He was just drawn to me from some chemistry that we were obviously, you know, the vibes that we were sending off, the energy between ourselves um, was definitely bouncing off each other. And so we met um, afterwards and um, he contacted me. And uh, like I said, I was uh, not exactly interested, but it kind of flowed from there. Oh, so tell me, so tell me, uh, so you met him and then he got your details for this aftercare service. Is that right? And, yes. and so he contacted you, was that for the aftercare service or what did he, was he upfront? Did he contact you and say, I'd love to take you on a date? Like, what was that? How did you end up dating? Yeah, so he did actually um, contact me afterwards, but he actually asked me if I would like to catch up for something to eat. Okay, so straight away he contacted you and said, would you like to catch up afterwards? Yes, yeah, he did, yeah. And, and what were your thoughts when you got that message? Um, my thoughts were I had some moments of um, trepidation mm. because of the thoughts that I'd had in the shop with him. But he, there was an excitement that I felt, again, that energy that I felt in that chemistry mm. and his, um, his, the way that he connected with me over the telephone that I just thought, I've got nothing to lose here. I really don't. Um, I'm not looking for love. This is a friendship. And that's pretty much uh, what I had in mind. He did say to me, if you've got any um, challenges with your, you know, your laptop and the things that we spoke about wasn't just the laptop, it was other things because we did have things in common. Um, just, you know, bring, bring some questions to the table with me and I'll see if I can help you. Um, and that's kind of how it went. But I did have trepidation. I was like, kept thinking to myself, and, and like you've just explained, you know, it was like the heart talking to the, the head all the time and sort of having a little bit of a fight between both. Why am I doing this? What am I going to see him for? What, what's the purpose of, his, of him contacting me? I'm not quite sure. Um, and I did, I did have moments where I was like, I'm not quite sure that I should be doing this, but um, I'm just going to keep very, a, a very open mind and just and go and meet him and see what happens from there. Oh, I love it. It's so beautiful. Amazing. So can I ask, when, when did you share, like how long did it take for you to... Uh, realized that you loved him and when did that happen yeah it was actually probably about three or four months in and um we both realized that there was something actually happening here um we'd met each other probably for about four or five times by that time mm -hmm. and just for a drink coffee um as I say things in common we were both in business together um we were both in business but in different businesses and so he'd introduced me to some business people and so we'd met each other a few times, more on a business level than anything else. But there was definitely, as I say, there was just no avoidance of the chemistry that was going on between us. <laughs> and, um, and so we met up for dinner one night and, uh, and at that dinner uh, or at the end of the dinner, we or actually it was during the dinner, we decided that we would share with each other how we actually felt with each other. And I think it was him that started first. He said, you know, I really like you. And, um, and it kind of just went from there. And, and, I, and I put some. I put some questions out to him about children and you know his ex and um and the relationship that they had I wanted to understand where 
where I would see myself in this relationship, I had many questions to ask because I wasn't going to put myself in a situation where I'd had in the past. Mm. Um, I wanted to make sure that I had my boundaries and that I looked after myself first. Oh, I love that. So it was almost like for the first three months, your catch-ups were like on, on a friendship level and then he sort of brought up the conversation of, you know, the elephant in the room uh, that clearly there was this chemistry here. And when he initiated that conversation, that's when you thought, well, if we're going to go down this road, I, I need to be clear on a few things. Is that, is that a, a that's correct? That's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So you, at that point, even though you hadn't been looking for something, you did have clear in your mind what you would or would not um, be okay with or, or would want in your life. Is that, is that correct? Yeah. 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 So, not so much that you had a relationship vision and you wanted to check if he was going to meet it. It was more uh, understanding what 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 he was expecting and what the situation was so that you could make an informed decision is that pretty much yeah that's pretty spot on yeah yeah, yeah. Beautiful. all right and so during that time like uh, when you first met him and um when you're away from him i'm, I'm curious as to know uh, let me give you a, a background a context for this question some people say that um you know, one of the signs of, of a good relationship is when you're calm with them, you're calm away from them. It just feels kind of like home uh, as opposed to if, you know, you're away from them and you're always anxiously thinking about them and you're, and you're in your head that this, this could be uh, maybe not a great sign. But I mean, there's no right or wrong. That's why we're here exploring love stories and, and noticing that, you know, while there are some common threads, there are also a lot of different pathways to love. Um, but something I'm curious to know is, do you remember... Uh, at the start if you know or or once you were feeling that connection if you started to get anxious about losing him or thinking or if it was kind of just quite a calm process do you have any... it was a very calm process it yeah. was very very calm and um and I'm glad you brought that up because what happened to me was my mum got sick and um, she lived in the UK I'm here in Sydney and so I went back to the UK to um to be there with her and I was there for probably about four weeks three or four weeks I can't remember it was can't recall at the moment it was quite a while ago now but um and uh he contacted me while I was over there he said I haven't heard from you and I was just wondering is everything okay because he knew that my mum wasn't feeling the best and so that beautiful connection again came through again it was just his beautiful soul that came through to me of really caring um this person was a caring person and that's what I was really drawn to as well mm -hmm. and um and but I wasn't thinking about him while I was there uh, he wasn't even in my thoughts um, mm -hmm. I just went off and did my thing mm -hmm. and uh, and took care of my mum and you know spent time with my sisters and and then I said to him you know when I get back I'll connect with you again and you know and I'll let you know when I'm back in Sydney and that's how I left it I, I had no thoughts of him at all while I was there yeah beautiful yeah this is um pretty much uh, confirming my theory. <laughs> this, is, this is a common. Yeah, and it's, it's very, very, very different to my past relationships. Very different to my past relationships, which is what I said at the end of you know mm. uh, talking to you. But um, it, it it was very different, and it still is very different. Mm. And uh, so, do you resonate when I say that there are some relationships that just feel very anxious uh, yes. and chaotic? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I've been in them. I've experienced it and this is this is not like that. And why do you think you were able to create something totally different this time around? What do you think is what do you credit to that? 
Yeah, um, I think because um, I have been, my first marriage was actually an abusive relationship and it went on for quite a long time. And I completely lost myself in that relationship. Um, I was extremely fearful and I had to do an awful lot of work. When I went into my second um, marriage, the person that I was married to was extremely um, positive and helped me to get out of a very, very negative mindset. I, I was just destroyed after my first relationship. Um, I was very fearful. Uh, I was very um, insecure and, and I lacked a massive amount of confidence. I, I had just gone downhill completely. Mm. And, uh, and, and my second uh, husband sort of lifted me up and really helped me to uh, see, see my potential, I guess, is what I mean by that. And so when, when I was in this, you know, what I call third long-term relationship, it was, it was very much me understanding more about me. It, it was very much me not allowing myself to get involved with somebody who didn't care enough about me to make sure that I was safe. Yeah, it, it was about safety, safety for myself, safety for my family. And, uh, and just recognizing the things that had pulled me down in the past that I, I really was not prepared to go down that avenue again in my life. You know, I'd learned, I'd learned some big lessons along the way. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers your question. It really does. It really does. I mean, you've mentioned as well that uh, in, in your bio that you did some inner work, um, but it also sounds like experience was an amazing teacher and you really uh, reflected and took some wisdom out of that and then chose to you know, to, to take new actions and do things a bit differently. Um, yeah, they decided to do things differently. I can't help wondering if you were in a different energetic space when you drew in the first relationship to, to the third. You know, if you say you were fearful with the first, uh, were you trying to check, were you sort of chasing that relationship initially or did that come unexpected when you weren't looking as well? Like what? Um, that relationship was, um, I think, also an unexpected one. I mean, I was only 15, so I was quite young, but I was a very mature 15-year-old. <laughs> um, and that relationship uh, was also, I mean, I don't know. Are they, are they all like that? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Because my first, my first marriage was definitely, um, like, bumped into this person and, and things happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't chase that person. I was, I, was, I guess... I was asked into that relationship. My second, um, my second partner um, marriage was was again was a, a kind of a, an out of the out of the normal relationship as well, like as in an encounter when we first met each other. That was also a, a little bit of an unusual situation, but we had things in common. Common again. Actually, the first relationship I had, we had things in common too. But I think maybe that's a thread that goes through too that you have things in common. The reason why I was fearful. Um, and I just felt totally soul destroyed was because I was in a relationship that was abusive and um, and that and that's where my fear came from I wasn't a very confident young lady anyway mm-hmm. um, I, I didn't really feel like I'd grown up in a family where confidence was something that they instilled in you it, it, that it was actually the opposite it was like really be aware of everything be careful of everything you know everything out there is get is out there to get you 
And so that creates fear in you anyway, I think, um, especially as you're growing up, you know, we learn from the age of, you know, the minute we're born to about seven years of age on our behaviors and our standards and our values, et cetera. And they were the values that I had. They were the standards I had that I had to be cautious and watch out for people um, and watch out and be fearful of things. So I think I grew up being fearful generally, and I certainly didn't have a lot of confidence. So I couldn't stand up for myself in my first relationship. Um, that's that's how I felt. And then the second relationship was, I, I still I still had some behaviors that were left over, I think, from my first relationship where um, I felt that I was um, um, there for that person, not there for me. Mm. And so that was quite interesting. And I only know this by looking back now and seeing how different I am today to what that relationship was there. It was like if, again, I was experiencing fear and, and I, I got rid of this fear and this, um, you know, I, I started to create confidence because I went through the NLP program. So I got rid of a lot of fear through, through, through that program. I didn't even realize that that was what was happening to me. I had no idea until I did the program. Mm. And, and that was when it really came to my senses that this is how I've been living my life with everything. Like I'd be the girl that would be sitting in the car while my husband was driving it. And I'd be the person putting my foot on the brake because he hasn't put his foot on the brake. I'd be holding onto the, you know, the handlebars of the car because I was fearful I was going to be in a crash. Um, that's how it was. Every moment of my life was filled with fear. I was fearful that I was not going to be a good executive assistant. I was fearful that I was going to lose my job. I was fearful. There were so many things I was fearful of. Mm. It was incredible, but I didn't know it at the time. I had no idea that that's how I was living my life. And what does it feel like now? You're sitting in the car, you're just chilling. Yeah. 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 It's out of my control. There's nothing I can do about that. And, and, and I felt like I was in control and losing that control was very fearful as well, but I've lost the control. I've lost the control freak in me. <laughs> mm, yeah, it just, it sounds like this, you know, everyone has different words for it, but to me, it just sounds like the embodiment of feminine surrender. It's just this letting go to life, letting be. It's beautiful. Um, I love it. So what are your tips, right? Uh, you know, you've got a lot of wisdom there and a lot of experience. If you could give people some tips on going, getting the love that they want, what, what would your tips be? just from from everything that you've learned yeah I think one of the biggest tips is actually just be yourself mm -hmm. don't change who you are for someone else mm -hmm. um I think that's really important just maintain your own boundaries maintain who you are mm -hmm. and um and always show love but that love that love can't be conditional it must just flow from you inside mm -hmm. and um and when the person feels it then it's going to be acknowledged one way or another. Mm, mm. And do you have any tips on how people can get that love to flow from inside them? Because a lot of people are looking to, for someone else to come and pour their love into them. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. A, it's quite a thing to kind of be the source of love to pour it out uh, to someone else. Uh, have, you yeah. always, have you always been able to pour out love or is that something that's become more developed over time I've always been able to pour out love but I've I've I think you've hit the nail on the head there I think you're right a lot of people are expecting that happiness or love comes from someone else 
and it, it doesn't. It comes from you from within, but it also comes with, with you deciding that you're important. You are as important in this relationship as the other person. And treating yourself that way, I think, helps to, helps the other, like the other thing is as well, I think when you treat yourself with respect mm. and you love yourself for who you are, the other person is going to be able to love that person. Mm. When you're trying to put on a mask or trying to be something that you think the other person wants you to be, mm. clearly it doesn't work because it hasn't worked for me. And I know quite a number of people that it hasn't worked for them either. So it's really important to be yourself. Be yourself. Make sure that you look after yourself. Um, have, that, have that time for yourself. Like I don't believe that a relationship should also be one where you are always spending time with your partner. If your partner wants to go out, please allow your partner to go out. You know, the freedom of having freedom is quite empowering for both parties. So I know a lot of people, you know, I mean, I'm reflecting back on my relationship, my first relationship, my first marriage, where what happened to me in the end was I just wasn't allowed to go out. I wasn't allowed to have my own money. I wasn't allowed to um, have friends. It just was completely destroyed me in every way shape or form and I think what I've learned is that you know if, if somebody's not going to give me the opportunity to just be myself then they're not the right person for me they must be able to see that I've got a life as well they must be able to see um, and support the things that I want in my life the things that I long for my passions because my passion is not my partner's passion <laughs> we, we have passions together but mostly my passion is not my partner's passion. I dance, he doesn't. Um, he can boogie, but he doesn't dance. <laughs> I love to dance. Um, we both love music. I think it's important to have your own vision and then the vision within the relationship and then allow each other to enjoy both, both of those things and encourage each other to um, create the life that you want because there is a life that you want outside of your relationship. Oh, so beautiful. I, I sometimes uh, share, have you heard of the word alignment? Yes. I, I've, so I've worked with a lot, a lot of people and seen love and, and, and study a lot of, and I, I notice that when people are sort of spending more time doing things that they are passionate about, that's often when love comes. So I'm actually curious, how much were you dancing or doing things that felt good to you? A lot. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. A lot. I was out dancing as much as I could. I do salsa dancing and I was out there all the time. Yeah. So you. I was very much in a very happy place. Doing all the stuff you loved. Yeah. I love property. I was out there doing property, real estate, courses. Mm. I was really enjoying myself. Mm, beautiful all right well oh my gosh I've I've just been having the best time listening to you. you've got so much wisdom and so many insights and an amazing experience as well and I think the great thing is is uh you've almost got something in there that everyone can probably relate to on their journey you've had various experiences um I'm wondering you know before we finish up if you have uh any any sort of final words or message that you really want to get off your heart or you want to share with anyone listening today is there anything you felt like you haven't got out or you wanted to say um i think 
like I said, I really, I don't think there's anything else to be honest with you. I think it's more about making sure that you um, maintain your own values, your own boundaries and enjoy the relationships that you're in and give each other space and make sure that you do not lose yourself within that relationship. Make sure you are still yourself within that relationship and allow the other person to be the same. Mm, so beautiful. And if any, if anyone listening has been hearing a story and thinking, oh, I want to get in contact with Sue, how can people find you? How can people get in contact with you? Yeah, I'm on Facebook. Um, my Facebook handle or my name on there is Sue, S-U-E, Voigt, V-O-E-G-T. And uh, I don't think there's very many people with my name on there. <laughs> so I think I'm pretty easy to find. Um, but that's where you'll find me on Facebook. I do have an Instagram handle. I'm not on Instagram very much, but uh, same thing. You can find me under my name on Instagram. Perfect. Well, thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom, for sharing your story, for inspiring us and getting us in the bubble of love. I can feel the love in your life. I can, I can feel it and I could see it coming across so clearly in, in the post that you shared. And I'm really grateful that you have allowed us to, to listen and to learn and to feel the love and to feel inspired. And, and also, you know, if anyone is in maybe that abusive relationship now or has lost themselves or, uh, you know, what they're in just isn't quite right or they're scared of finally being single for the first time, that there's little nuggets in there as well that, that could just help them to, to see that someone else did it and it's got a beautiful ending and still unfolding right <laughs> yes it, it's very possible um being stuck in a relationship that you don't want to be in um highly recommend that you do do something about it it is scary it can be very scary especially the first few steps but once you've taken those steps it's amazing what can open up for you so i highly recommend that yes if you're not in the right relationship then just move on ah oh, so beautiful thank you so much sue you're uh, welcome thank you thank you to everyone listening Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in today to an episode of Love with Elise Peck. I hope it has helped you on your journey to finding and having the love that you want in your life. Certainly some inspiring wisdom and insights in there for sure. If you would love to find out more about me, Elise Peck, you can head to my website, elisepeck.com, E-L-I-S-E-P-E-C-K.com. And there you can find out a bit more via my blog and also about my one-on-one coaching that I do that helps people get the love that they want. All right, until we meet again, uh, please know that your only assignment is your alignment and that living your truth and doing the things that give you energy is the key to getting the love that you want. All right, bye for now.